Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kissa Canteen podcast. This is a series of original short stories in Hindi and in English to add a bit of color, some romance, some drama and some suspense to your otherwise mundane daily lives. If you like my stories, please do follow me on Spotify and on Amazon Music and you can always reach out to me with your comments and feedback on Instagram at Kissa Canteen Podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Episode 2 Dreaming in the Dark The Department of Electric Supply had warned of something exactly like this happening with a violent crack of lightning the entire neighborhood had suddenly been plunged into pitch darkness and Rahul found himself soaking wet waddling through knee deep water That moment when all the lights and television sets went off in the neighborhood was commemorated by hoots and loud cheers from the people who were trapped inside their homes by one of the worst spells of rain that Bombay had seen in the last few years. Now, if you happen to look into any of the inky blue windows dotting the skyline, you would see flickering candles, emergency lights, and old-fashioned torches flashing as if they were searching for something important and occasionally little blue screens in the hands of those select few people who had recently gotten hold of this new product called mobile phones on the roads below the rain had made sure that nothing remained but muddy water and sludge with litter of all shapes and kinds floating carelessly around Just 5 hours earlier this road had been the major arterial road for this locality and wading through this knee deep water with almost no lights to guide him on this moonless night was Rahul with every step through the excrement with every suspiciously slimy object that his feet brushed against below the water Rahul cursed this city that he had moved into a year earlier He knew that even after making it back to the dingy apartment that he had rented at an exorbitant cost at the end of the street comfort was something that he would not find He maneuvered past open potholes marked by big bamboo sticks with just a piece of red cloth tied around the end broken pavement tiles which had become loose under the water logging a particularly tricky pavement block which he remembered from his daily walks to and from the bus stand and found himself standing in front of the gate to his apartment building which was of course locked for the first time since he had ever moved in tonight believe his luck not that the locked gate kept any of the water out If anything the way from the gate to the lobby seemed to be even more waterlogged than the road outside brilliant of course the generally over inquisitive security guard was nowhere to be found notwithstanding all the yelling and name calling that rahul did after a minute of extreme frustration rahul slung his half wet bag around his neck and scrambled over the broken concrete wall scraping his knee and stubbing almost all the toes on his right foot in the process in pain 
and after uttering a couple of his choicest expletives aimed at the stupid city that he'd moved into, finally Rahul was at the foot of the staircase. Just three floors to go. In pitch darkness, of course. So, resigned, he slowly trudged up the stairs, feeling his way up with the help of the handrail. Rahul thought of the half-empty apartment waiting for him upstairs and the prospect of sleeping on an empty stomach and an unmade bed. There would be no hot tea, no deep-fried snacks with chutney to warm him up, no mother fussing over his dishevelled state. Each step he climbed seemed to take him further away from the image of his father and his silent concern on nights like this, laughing off his mother's worries while secretly putting some water to boil so that Rahul could have a warm bath. He could have been slightly less ambitious and worked at a mid-level job back home in Bhopal, but no, he had to choose misery for himself. A couple of flights up the stairs, he passed a locked green door. He'd almost walked past it when he stopped and remembered that the young couple who lived there were out of town and they had given him a spare key to their apartment. He'd been to their home a couple of times earlier and remembered that it was one of the most spectacularly stocked homes that he had ever seen. Surely they would have good tea powder, dairy whitener and thin arrowroot biscuits. Almost certainly there would be fresh towels and some instant noodles. And with these borderline illegal thoughts, their large comfortable couch started calling to him from beyond the door. It would be the perfect place to take a nap after this long, hard, disgusting day. And all that Rahul needed to do was find the spare key hanging at the back of his own door upstairs in his apartment. But no, no, surely he couldn't do something like that. I mean, it was illegal, right? The Aroras had trusted him with their key and he couldn't just use their apartment. But then, how would they ever know? Rahul deserved some creature comforts. God knows he needed some, especially tonight. And so, the next flight of stairs somehow seemed to be less of an effort to him. Finding his door key at the base of his squelchy shoulder bag, underneath wet papers and a variety of other items, seemed somehow less disgusting to him. Opening his own door, he quickly dropped his bag on the floor, gathered a set of clean pajamas, tiptoed out and then locked his door behind him. The next step would have to be dealt with very carefully and deftly. On his way up, he had already run into the ever-nosy Chauhan uncle who seemed to be traipsing up and down the stairs, keeping his eyes peeled and ears open, for only he knew what. A couple of the other neighbours, suffocating inside their homes, had kept their front doors ajar, tempting the odd cool draught inside. But it was a dead, still, moist night and there was no draught to be found anywhere. Rahul had spent four years in an all-boys engineering college up north. He'd had three years of practice in sneaking into his hostel room after curfew hours with cigarette and spiked weed, sneaking out before daybreak to grab an early morning tea after a night of heavy drinking and cheap rum. He'd often been compared by his classmates with a burglar. His skills were a stuff of legend in his old college. 
it was time to put those dormant skills to use again. He shuffled downstairs. The old Parsi lady who lived with her abusive son had her door ajar and was sitting with her back to it, reading something against the faint light of a single candle. Another family had placed a cot outside the long corridor banisters and were clearly planning on settling down on that cot before too long. Rahul glided past both of them. Luckily, he did not meet Chauhan uncle or that irritating and loud cat who lived uninvited in the staircase. Things seemed to be going his way at the moment. Finally, he found himself in front of the green door. He had the next steps very clear in his head. 1. Unlock the door. 2. Rush inside and avoid the large TV cabinet with the sharp corner on the right-hand side. This he recollected from memory. 3. Lock the door behind him. Luckily, the Aroras hadn't left a hanging lock on the door, opting instead for the new Godrej kind. He waited, silently. A stormy night without the unceasing background noise of ordinary Bombay life, without the calls of people and the horns of cars, can be a very silent night indeed. A flash of lightning, a clap of thunder, and he was in. Every step of his plan executed to perfection. And inside, there was pitch darkness. Where could they have kept the candles? Was it a good idea to light the candles at all? Would lighting a candle risk exposure to the neighbours? He let his eyes adjust themselves to the darkness. In the dull light of a hazy and now fiercely stormy night, he entered the common bathroom, stripped and stood exhausted under the cold shower. He felt much of the filth in his feet and his body falling away. He then found dry towels hanging on hooks behind the door and felt a strange, unfamiliar feeling. Comfort. He was clean. He was dry. And the next thing, food. But that could wait, couldn't it? He saw the dull outline of the couch in the centre of the room and it was so inviting. Rahul plugged in his phone for charging, hoping that whenever the electricity came back up, his phone would be ready. Then he walked back to the couch, dropped his exhausted self into it and heaved a deep sigh of relief. He told himself that he would spend the next few minutes trying to figure out what to do with the rest of this amazing evening. But then, with the sensation of soft cushions on his back and felt covers on the couch, the sounds of a distant transistor playing old Bollywood music breaking every now and then through the shroud of storm noise and a gentle draught blowing in through the door, came sleep. The kind of sleep that feels almost like a drug. Impossible to fight. When his eyes opened again, it was daybreak. The skies were overcast, but the storm had passed. Inside some of the apartments, television sets were stirring up with the morning news. Municipal workers were wading through now ankle-deep water in the road below. But overall, it felt like it would be a while before most people woke up or even thought about going to work. Rahul cursed himself. How could he have let such a golden opportunity go? He thought of all the things that he could have done, all the luxury that he could have treated himself to for one night. Instead, 
like an idiot, he'd passed out on the couch at an awkward angle and a crick on his neck. But there was still some time, wasn't there? There was just enough time to make some hot tea and instant noodles with a lot of butter, he told himself. He could always sneak out any time. The kitchen was nothing short of a paradise. A variety of ingredients lined the shelves and sure enough, there were instant noodles. And not just any instant noodles. There were brands that he hadn't even heard of. Words like Tom Yum, Crispy Chicken, Singapore Satay caught his eye. Surely, the Aroras wouldn't notice a couple of packets missing. Butter. Yes, there was butter in the freezer. Oil. Yes, in little packets inside the packet of instant noodles. Wonderful. And maybe, maybe if he was lucky enough, there would be eggs in the fridge. Yes, there were eggs in the fridge. Ah, what a hearty meal Rahul had. Even back home, he'd have to be very lucky if there were eggs for breakfast. The TV was working too. And with a bit of common sense in turning the volume all the way down, he watched the highlights of the match from the previous evening. The morning became day. Rahul sighed and started cleaning up. An almost heartbreaking and slightly disgusting exercise after all the luxury that he had experienced. He didn't worry about the wet towels hanging inside the bathroom or the wet sink and the dripping newly cleaned dishes. It would be another couple of days before the Aurora's returned. As Rahul was sneaking out of apartment 302 with the green door, he thought that he might do this all over again tonight. After all, why not? How would anyone know? Due to extensive waterlogging in and around all low-lying areas of Bombay, trains and bus services have been halted, read the news anchor on Rahul's transistor that morning inside his dingy flat. He thought he'd take a nap and try the Aurora's apartment after nightfall. That was today's plan. Easy. Rahul was suddenly jolted awake by a loud knock on the door. It was late evening. He had slept through the day. The sun was just setting. Oh, it must be the help, he thought. She had been absent for a full two days without warning, even before the deluge last evening. Building up the frustration inside him, forming the right words to say to her the moment they were face to face, Rahul flung open the door and found himself looking at Mr. Aroda. His eyes went from narrow and frustrated to wide and shocked. The Arodas had returned early. Mr. Aroda's eyes were inscrutable. They were searching, probing. And then they seemed to find some kind of satisfaction. He held out his hand towards Rahul and said, in quite an even tone, you forgot your phone's charger inside. This episode was written, recorded and presented entirely by me, Anandrup Datta, with original artwork by Ritika Das. For any queries, reach out to me on Instagram at Kissa Canteen Podcast. Thank you and see you next time.